everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series. We have arrived this week at Season 3, Episode 8, Lisa's Pony. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Caitlin is going to kick us off with the, in the usual fashion with some specs. Yeah, Lisa's Pony is production code 8F06. Sorry, let me move my book so I'm not looking away from the mic. Um, written by Al Jean and Mike Reese. Directed by Carlos Beza. New name, I think, on the roster. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> uh, original air date, November 7th, 1991. Oh. I, uh, I remember a lot of parts of this episode, but I, 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 I mean, I, I guess I... I guess I can say that I remember the episode. I just uh, didn't. I guess what I mean to say. <laughs> I guess what I yeah, mean. Yeah, really? Say, is, yes. that, is that so? I guess what I mean to say is that, like, I think that uh, this episode is not really greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. I. I mean, there are parts in the episode that I think are funny and are good, uh-huh. and uh, but like overall. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, And I have my reasons, and we uh can get into those later. Part of my reason is the way the horse behaves. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Having spent more time around horses over the past decade and a half of my life, like, Uh I don't know them well. I can't say that for sure. I certainly can't say that. But, like, just the way way that she, like, talks to the horse and treats the horse, like, man, horses don't really respond to that. Oh, well. well. Anyways, um, did you, like, did you, like, have... You've never had a pony or anything no, like that, yeah. No. Um when I was younger, I think I had a I had a pony riding party. You did? Oh, yeah, okay. My grandparents' house, they had a big field in their backyard. So uh-huh. they like my mom, you know, contacted like one of the local groups and I went on a pony ride. Uh-huh. Or had pony rides. I think the first time that I was ever on a horse was uh yeah, I I think it's pretty safe to say the first time ever was actually i was like uh, 17 or 18 well it wouldn't have been 18 17 16 15 years old at scout camp Mm. so like if you went to scout camp um after the first or the second year generally after the second year so like your your third time their third summer there you could do what was called the ultimate and so like the purpose of going to scout camp is like fellowship right you go and you hang out with scouts all week but you also are earning merit badges while you're there mm. like it's a way to really knock out a lot of mm-hmm. merit badges at once so like typically speaking you might get like one merit badge per month during the most of the year but you could get like five in a week uh at scout camp wow so anyways um we uh went uh to uh, a place in north georgia called woodruff and I, I had I went on the ultimate, uh, and so instead of doing like the merit badge stuff, what they did was they took you out and you like camped and hiked uh, for a week. And Thursday was a big day because both the regular campers and the ultimate campers would go down a river. Uh, the regular campers would go down the Natnahala River, and the ones on the ultimate would go down the Okoe, which had stronger rapids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of fun. We should definitely do that at some point. By the way. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I've been whitewater rafting before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it whitewater, but I've definitely been 
down some rapids before. Uh-huh. It's fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. My feet got numb because the water was so cold. And then when when we finished, I stood up and I fell over. <laughs> what river was it? You've told me this before. Uh, I don't. It might have been one of the two you just mentioned. Nanahala? It, it was Western North Carolina. Yeah. Nan- Nanahala River is very, very cold. Yeah. Uh, and like the, the last, I think the last rapid, uh, I think it's actually called Nanahala Falls or something like that, uh, uh, is like a class four maybe. Uh, and that's as rough as that river gets. But the Okoe mm-hmm. was the river, uh, technically speaking, it was the river they used for the Atlanta uh, Olympics. And oh yeah, yeah. But but that but the part that you typically raft down is the lower Okoe. That's the natural part of the river. And then the upper Okoe is what they made for it the might, Olympics. Yeah, it was probably the Nantahala. There you go. Nantahala. Yeah. I've always said I've always said it's Natnahala. I don't know. So how how you spell it is N A N T A H A L A. Nantahala. 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 Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, are you are you from Carolina? how do you say the name of that river? Um yeah. So Okay, so part of your <laughs> all is that to say is that you rode horses at scout camp. Anyway, you know, so uh, it, yeah, and, but one of those days on the on the ultimate was a trail riding day, and that was the first time I was ever on a horse. And yeah, I I remember being maybe it must have been middle school because I went with a friend who moved away uh-huh. in middle school. We went to some horse riding thing. And I remember being fucking scared out of my mind on that horse. Uh-huh. Like while we were like, once I was riding, it was fine. Yeah. But we were waiting and there was like a super angry horse in the barn uh-huh. and we were all on our horses. And like, we were just sitting there waiting. And oh, that's like really? when my anxiety oh, like ramped up. It's just like being in the dentist's office, like in the waiting room. And Pretty all you much. Hear is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and like there was like ah! angry horse. <laughs> it, like it was like a trail ride. Kind of, but it was it was here, so it was very very flat. Uh-huh. It wasn't like down mountains or anything. Yeah, uh, we we were over like I am talking about stuff at work. You know, talking about trading out in the west with the Cherokee that are out there. Um, something that was pointed out to me is that like people who, that are going out there and trading with them are taking they're taking trains of horses, uh, pack horses. So all the goods are packed onto the horse, mm-hmm. and but. They're not typically riding those horses out there, and it's because horses are actually pretty clumsy animals, and they fall down a lot. <laughs> and so, like, once you get out past Cumberland Gap, getting out into what would be Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, and all that, like, there's no roads out there. So these horses are constantly falling down. So, like, you don't want to ride a horse. Like, you're, you're, going, from, you're going from, like, eastern Virginia out to uh, Cherokee country. That's like 500 miles. So your ass is walking mm-hmm. that whole way. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll get in my car now. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll still take you forever. That's true. <laughs> it's true. We drove, we drove from here to Dollywood and that took a long time. It took a long ass time. <laughs> We've, yeah, we went to near Asheville. Like that took a long time. Uh huh. And my poor Elantra trying to climb a mountain to get to our Airbnb. That was scary as shit. Yes, um, yeah, a gravel it was. road on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, let's talk about the episode, shall we? Okay. I, well, I'm trying. I'm sorry. Like something is different today in terms of the sound, and you were very loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it I, might be because my my shock mount broke 
like months ago and we finally got a new one and it might be because of that yeah and, and well don't you don't you don't have to talk quieter i'm just trying to adjust your <laughs> that is not helpful <laughs> anyway so uh all that is to say is that um i have been on a horse before that's what I have. Wow. That's what I have to say, <laughs> add to this conversation. That's very good. I don't have any pictures of me on the horse, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's pictures from my birthday party. Well, I, I do remember in uh, in particular, like we were uh, at the camp. Um, so, like on the horse day, you would spend the night in like an actual cabin instead of instead of a tent, like you would every other night. Mm-hmm. And there was like some youth group there. Uh, and it was a bunch of us boys, and then like they were like a co-ed youth group that were there, and they wanted to play football against us, like f- like flag football. Uh-huh. And we were losing, and I was very mad about it. Oh, I, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. <laughs> I, for some reason, they wanted me to be running back. I should never be a running oh, back. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. So. Well, so the episode... Uh, oh yeah! Anything for the credits? Oh yeah! Yes, I did not watch the heck, the couch gag. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was writing something down. Well, I told you earlier that it was just Homer laying down and everybody um, sitting. The, on top the, of him. What I was writing down was the uh, the chalkboard gag is something to the effect of Bart Bucks is not legal tender. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And all I wrote down was Bart Bucks equals itchy and scratchy money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So we open. Uh, and... I didn't do the synopsis. Oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I've been on a horse before. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the synopsis from Simpsons.wiki.com. If you want to check it out, you can find a link in the description. Homer makes up for his latest example of fatherly ineptitude, failing to get Lisa a saxophone read in time for the school talent show, by purchasing Lisa the one thing that she has always wanted, a pony. However, the pony proves to be more expensive than first thought, so Homer takes a second job at the Quickie Mart to keep Lisa happy. Yep. Yep. Another episode that doesn't really have a B-plot at all. Mm, no, doesn't. There's There's nothing else going on here. Nope. That's uh, that's the story. I guess the, the talent show could... Well, I mean, that was like directly related to the A-plot. Yeah. But yeah, like that's kind of... That's a good chunk of the first part of the episode. Uh-huh. Well, we, uh, so when we open up, we actually are in a... Uh, at the dawn of man. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not really sure exactly what this sequence this has really to do. This really doesn't have anything to do with anything in the episode. No. But, have but you... it, uh, other to, than to illustrate that Homer is an oaf. <laughs> yes. He is uh, He is an undeveloped uh, man. Primate. Yes. <laughs> have, have you ever noticed how, like, whenever there is a, a depiction of, like, very early man, like... Not really even like caveman, but like just man evolving from ape. They're always in like this desolate landscape. Oh. Like it's always just rocks and desert. Like trees didn't exist at that time. I, no, I don't think I've ever paid. I am telling you. So what like, I thought this was gonna be was like a Planet of the Apes situation, uh-huh. which I feel like I haven't seen any of those movies. But I feel like the landscape in those movies is kind of this because they're like on another planet situation yeah another planet wink yeah wink yeah i've never seen them so. <laughs> oh my god you know what happens at the end right they're on earth right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the okay. statue of liberty is there spoilers um uh if you didn't know that you would definitely know it by the end of a certain simpsons episode <laughs> oh okay well anyway um so that's what i kind of took it as but there's like a bunch of apes 
roaming around. They're like discovering fire. And yeah, they've they've made a discovery of some pillar or beam in the middle of yeah. The it reminded me of those pillars that were showing up like in Utah maybe a year or so ago. Oh yeah, it was some artist. But yeah, that's what oh, that reminded yeah. me of. Um, and one man, of, that was exciting for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> one of these monkeys slash apes. Uh, bears a striking resemblance to Homer. Uh-huh. So while all the other apes are roaming around doing stuff that's like, useful. W- yeah, one of them is making a wheel. Yeah. Homer leaves, leans against, or the Homer ape leans against the pillar, knocks, or tips it over a little bit, mm-hmm. and falls asleep. And then we transition to the modern day, and Homer is asleep at the console yep. at work. Yeah, and um, the phone starts ringing. That's what uh-huh. wakes him up. And... He answers, and it's Lisa. Lisa's calling. We don't really know where she is at first, but she says, like, upon sight. Mm-hmm. She says she's calling um, from the school talent show. Um, or she says she's calling about the school talent show. He rightly remembers that it is tonight, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. You yep. see his calendar. And Lisa tells him that she's broken her last saxophone read. Yeah. That's a big deal if you're a saxophone player. Yes, it is. Um, you played the flute. I learned this about you this yeah, week. I literally last night, you learned that I played the flute. Yeah, I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I was always jealous of my friends who played the saxophone because I thought it was cool that you had to have like a reed. You know, like, Steve court- Jackson played the saxophone. Oh, did he? Uh huh. Before the French horn or after? Uh, I think it it was simultaneous. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anyway, she broke her reed. She needs a new one. Uh huh. Homer's like, well, isn't your mother better at this sort of thing? And she. <laughs> Lisa says that she's called Marge. Marge is not at home. She's also tried Flanders, Patty, Selma, Dr. Hibbert, Reverend Lovejoy, and the nice man who caught the snake in their basement. Meaning that Homer is Lisa's last resort in Uh, order to get a new saxophone read. (laughs) Yes, yes, he is. If she was smart, she would have called Moe's. That's true. Yeah. Uh, But... Sorry, Lisa. You, you lose this one. Anyway, I, you know this is like this is like a strange parallel to some popular culture stuff that's going on this week uh, in terms of musical instruments. Uh, oh, and right. Like, because uh, the reason that I learned that Caitlin plays right. the flute is because the uh, National Library of Congress. Library, oh, sorry, I was going to say National Archives. That's not right. No. Uh, Library of Congress uh, permitted Lizzo this week to come and play James Madison's like 200-year-old crystal flute. I think it was from 1814 or something like that. I think it was 1813, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 19, early 19th century flute. Yeah. And um, of course, a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people that are just absolutely up in arms over this business, which is which is just crazy to me because if you know anything about really valuable instruments like the thing that makes them valuable is that you play them mm-hmm. like what the i mean i mean yes a stradivarius will hold some value if you don't play it but the whole reason they're valuable is because people who are talented play them play them yeah yeah so like i i used to work for a museum and we had musical instruments in our collection and we permitted musicians to play them there was a whole like concert series of using original instruments yeah. For that purpose. Like, uh-huh. it's one thing to see an instrument sitting in a gallery with, like, a label next to it reading, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so-and-so's flute. And it's not like, 
it's not like the lady doesn't know what she's doing. She is she's a, a classically trained flautist. Yeah. Like it's uh, yeah, she's not just some dickhead off the street. Yeah. Um uh, but like the whole thing that like what you see a lot of people fussing about is the fact that she was twerking while she was playing. Who the this fuck cares? Sacred instrument it, that you didn't know about yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So and like, <laughs> like so I asked you, and I didn't ask this to a wider audience, if yeah. anybody out there has any thoughts, what is the difference between this and Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress to the Met Ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are differences. Yeah, there definitely are. And, um, you know, I think... I don't know. Like Why also, don't... also, I learned that the Library of Congress has like eighteen hundred flutes in their collection. Which uh, yeah, is I didn't wild. even know they had a flute collection. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> but, but, like, but like, if you watch the video of her going into into the door, there's like a sign on the door that says "Flute Vault." Yeah. <laughs> did you see, did you look at that sign? It looked like somebody taped that sign up. Yeah, I know. But it, you know, <laughs> I'm it was gonna put funny. that in the Instagram. No, it was funny. It made me laugh. Oh, That's... okay. Well, anyway, like, yeah, there there's a lot of differences between this and Kim K because. Textiles are a lot more fragile in terms of conservation. Yeah. But, and like glass is fairly, fairly stable unless it gets glass disease and then that's like, it's done. Glass disease? Yeah. What is that? It's like the way the silica breaks down, it like starts oozing like this slippery substance. Here is a potentially very dumb question, but I don't know the answer to this. Is crystal and glass the same thing? I think so. I think it just has to do with like the makeup of the chemicals. But crystal is like particularly strong, right? Because that's how you get those very thin like wine glass stems and all that jazz. I don't know. And it gives you that nice that tone, right? You, you clink glass, it goes think, but you clink crystal, it goes dong, like that kind of sound. Yeah, we, I, I we have I'm, some crystal glasses. We I, do. Uh, somebody left, or not somebody the. Um, Previous owner of this house okay, so gave us. Crystal is a subcategory of glass made in the same manner, but with different materials. Uh-huh. All crystal is glass, but not all glass is crystal. There are three primary <laughs> criteria for crystal as established by the European Union in 1969. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, it has to have lead in excess of 24%, uh-huh. a density in excess of 2.9, mm-hmm. and a reflective index of 1.545. So, Those certainly are numbers. <laughs> yes. Um, it makes sense. Uh, but, so yeah, um, it just has to meet certain criteria. I'm sure this goes into the differences in the manufacturing process and the materials used. Yeah. But... Um, All of this also is to say that, like, this was like 100% not only sanctioned but instigated by the Library of Congress, who apparently reached out to her. They tweeted her. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, like, I saw the tweet when it went out and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Not knowing that Lizzo had a concert there, like, the next night. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I really like Lizzo just like at it per, like as a personality. So I thought it was great. Yeah. And well, and for me, and I know that we differ, <laughs> I know that we differ at this to some degree, but like I have, I am pretty strongly of the opinion that like a teapot doesn't mean anything if you can't make tea. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, I mean, and we've talked about this before uh, and, and for clarity, Caitlin comes from a conservation background much more so than I do. Well, more I, of a museum background, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But like I, I, like I come from a performance background. Mm. I just happen to be around a lot of antiques. Um, well, and like, that's the thing, right? It's like, 
it's kind of what I was getting at earlier. It's one thing to see a crystal flute in a case. Mm -hmm. It is a totally different thing to hear a crystal flute being played. And it definitely is. And it gives it more meaning and more relevance to the people observing. Yeah. And well, and I mean, there is that one instrument that is in a building at work. It's a harpsichord. Mm -hmm. And like, it is one thing to walk past that thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and be like, wow, this was made in, I think, I think it's 1739 or something like that. It's pretty early, yeah. Uh, Or maybe it's even 1719, but yeah, it's an early 18th Mm -hmm. century instrument. And it's like one thing to be like, oh man, Johannes Brahms or whatever his name is. uh, He made it in London. Mm -hmm. I know that. (laughs) Uh, That's, that's very cool. Look at that instrument. But like, it's a totally different thing when somebody walks over there, pops that thing up. We used to have a guy that, that worked, uh, that worked at our a job who could pop, pop the thing open and start playing like take me out to the ball game on mm-hmm. it you know uh, uh yeah and it, it's it's like that's it, that makes the instrument instantly relevant because exactly it's, it's making music yeah that's what i was getting at yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like, yeah but like <laughs> i hate i hate to be this guy but <laughs> everybody getting up in arms about this flute situation is um ridiculous it's dumb yeah it's very dumb. now the up in arms about the dress that's different because the flute would, did not have to be altered in any way the flute did not right. have to be altered in any way and glass is a lot easier to clean than historic textile right 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 so there you go but either way fuck the haters <laughs> Yay, Lizzo. Either way, Lisa doesn't play a glass flute. No, she, she plays the fucking saxophone. She plays a saxophone, which we will learn later in the series is actually her first saxophone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so... Right second? I don't know. Anyways, anyways, moving along. Yeah, sorry. We went on a lot of tangents today. Uh, they, they, so far. These people have been with us for yeah. a while. They know this is how it um, works. So... uh. Homer's talking to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, out of all the people, out of, after all those people, you chose me. Mm-hmm. And he's touched. And she tells him she needs a size or a number four and a half reed for the saxophone, obviously. Uh-huh. And so he very smartly writes it on the bottom of his shoe. <laughs> I, you know, in the moment, I was going to say, like, why would you do that? Because it's going to rub off. But... He apparently at some other point had written on the bottom of his shoe, fix this. Yeah, and it's pointed a hole. an arrow to a hole. Yeah. In the shoe. Um, when I was, before I had a notes app on my phone, I would just write it on my hand, like right here, like on my, by my thumb. Oh, really? If I needed to remember something. What, what would I do? You know what? Actually, I probably would just remember it. Believe it or not, I used to have a very good memory. Uh <laughs> huh. Before I, before I, before got, the accident, <laughs> before I got out of college. Like, I never had to keep a calendar. Like, you oh, could tell wow. me to do something or a day in a time, and I'd remember it. I'd remember dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, like, months in advance. Wow. Like, I would just remember it. That's not the case anymore. No, I I, <laughs> I, I am the same way. I uh, I miss that. But Yeah. So, we are... Uh, uh, we are, we leave Homer at work. He's gonna presumably go and get the read, mm-hmm. and we cut to the Springfield Elementary Talent Show. Mm-hmm. And Skinner's uh, playing MC, so he <laughs> he welcomes everybody. He says, "You're in for a whale of a show tonight." Uh-huh. I'd like to point out that the doors are now locked, so you parents can't sneak out of the show after your own child has performed. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I I don't know, man. I guess I've never sat through a kid's talent show. I don't even know if they do these kinds of things anymore. Um, but, like, I feel like that is, like, a, the 
the lousiest thing to do. What, just to leave? Yes, if your kid goes first. Yeah. Like, well, I'm out. Yep, deuces. Um, But anyways, uh, Skinner then says, oh, and let me caution the people in the first five rows, you will get wet. Yeah, and... um. Maude is there, and she she does not look happy about that. There's I just, this weird-looking dude up front here, uh, with the big mustache. Oh, the mustache. Yeah, yeah. sort of like a uh, sort of like a um, Marge smear T-shirt. Ned Flanders. Yeah. Oh, Grandpa and Jasper are there. Uh, oh yeah. That's nice of Jasper. And Ned come. is there as well. Yeah. Well, Maude and Ned. That makes sense. Yeah. Those are the only people I recognize. Look at this little man in the back with his hat. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so, all that to say is that um, th- they're the people at the talent show are in for a, a real treat. I a guess. whale of a show. Yeah, a That's whale right. of a show. Uh, I lost my spot. So, uh, so we're at about two twenty-four. <laughs> oh God! <okay>. That's right. <laughs> Well, as far as the recording goes, we're at minute 26. I know, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. So, anyways, we can then cut to Homer, who has run up to King Toots. Um, I think we've seen King Toots before, just because we've seen Moe's before. Yeah, but I don't think he's it, like anybody's ever interacted with it. Yeah, and so anyways, uh, Homer runs up and sees that the store will close at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Looks and at his watch. It's 6.55. Hot dog. Just in the nick of... And then he gets distracted because Moe's is right next door. Yeah. And, and of course, he gets distracted by the beer. Yep. So he says, um, he goes, mm, beer, and then... The next shot is him sitting at the bar, of yep. course. He's telling Mo to hurry. Um, he's only got five minutes till the music store closes. Mm-hmm. And Mo's rightfully says, well, why didn't you go there first? Yeah. And he, Homer's like, I don't tell, do I tell you how to do your job? And then Mo apologizes. Uh, and then Homer proceeds to tell Mo how to do his job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, do I tell you how to do your job? Sorry, Homer. You know, if you tip the glass, there won't be so much foam on top. Sorry, Homer. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so then we cut back to the talent show. There is this smattering of applause every time somebody uh, is is doing something. Yeah. Um, then we cut, we see the judges for the first time. Yes. The judges table consists of Bleeding Gums, mm-hmm. Lunch Lady Doris, mm-hmm. who has white hair here. Um, Does she normally not have white hair? She has brown, brown hair. Brown hair? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, Groundskeeper Willie looks a lot more, I don't know how to really describe this other than to say cartoony here yeah. than, <laughs> than he normally does. Yeah, so they're complaining. They say this is a whole lot of nothing. Yes, uh, uh, but at least these three judges, I will say, despite Lunch Lady Doris's hair, maintain their general mm-hmm. known demeanor yeah. and sound, unlike somebody we'll see later on. That is true. <laughs> You're correct. Um, Willie says he'd ra- rather be watching The Boilers. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so the, the applause was for some acrobatic thing. Uh, I was going to point <laughs> out that this kid doing these Chinese acrobatics with these stacked chairs, doing a single hand handstand up top, that's pretty impressive. Oh, and yeah, for an elementary school this kid, is a for sure. tough audience. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had a tough audience, uh, not this past week, but the week before for a new show that I'm doing. Man, they were they, they were not laughing at anything. Uh-oh. It was hard. Uh, but it was also like... The weather here in Virginia has turned, mm-hmm. and we are moving into fall, but mm-hmm. it was like a random hot day. Oh, yeah, so that's the worst. That they were not only hot, but like 
it was an unexpected hot. They came because it was in air conditioning. It, pretty much, yeah. yep. Not because they actually wanted to. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on with the Springfield uh, Elementary audience Maybe, here. maybe. But now they all know they're locked inside, so. And so yeah, they eh. can't leave, yep. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yes, you are correct. The judges are unimpressed by this very impressive kid. Yeah. Uh, whose name is Kim. Yep. Uh, Skinner tells him to take the chairs back to the cafeteria. Yep. Um, then we go back to Moe's, and Homer has finished his beer, he says, with 15 seconds to spare. Yep. So he leaves, he walks out, he goes next door, and the, the bars have been put over the windows and door of mm-hmm. King Toots. Yep. So locked up. Yep. Um, Immediately cut back to Homer at the bar again, banging his head on the thing. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. The man next to him asks, what's the matter? And he's, Homer says that the moron next door closed early. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the guy that asked him that mm. is the owner of... I happen to be that moron. Yeah. <laughs> um, Homer uses a 50 cent word here. Oh, me and my trenchant mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. So, so then we go back to the talent show. Milhouse is playing the spoons, yes. which is... But he's not playing the spoons, really. He's popping he's, his... Yeah, his, but he has the spoons, cheek. and he's, like, hitting them on different parts of his body. Yeah, and so he's he's kind of going... Yeah, yeah. I so, don't know if you could hear that or not. I couldn't hear it in my own... Uh, uh, I could hear it. Oh, you could? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel are backstage, and they, they are not having a great time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Skinner says they seem to get worse every year. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Milhouse is done, so he goes back out onto stage. Skinner is. Skinner does, that is. Yep. <laughs> and then he says that. Wonderful. You know, I think this is the best match we've ever had. I really uh-huh, do. That's a lie. So... <laughs> And now here comes Bart Simpson, mm-hmm. the boy of a thousand voices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did nobody vet this act? I guess not. Like, <laughs> like of all the students that submit, like, I, I was in a talent show when I was in eighth grade. <gasps> Were you? I was. Oh, tell me about your talent show. I did a tap dance. You? Oh, I bet it was good. Uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but <laughs> I did a tap dance. And I bet it was good. You're a good dancer. Thank you. Um, She's also a good singer. No, I'm not. Come on, sing us a song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Bart's impression of Skinner. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so uh, I had to audition. So really? it was yeah, vetted. Vetted a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know that anybody didn't make it, but it was vetted. I wonder what eighth grade Robert's uh, talent show thing would have been you know what i bet i would have probably done i would have tr- uh, tried to do like stand-up comedy oh, but i wouldn't have had a bit right i would have just walked out there and tried to be funny yeah uh you wouldn't have like written anything probably not yeah i at that time in my life i was a member of a non-official club which is the people i sat at the lunch table with <laughs> that we called ourselves the slackers oh my god <laughs> my parents hated that i'm sure they, they did they hated it uh, and like I was always a very good student, but like middle and high school, I wasn't a good student, even though I could do it just because I wasn't applying myself for mm-hmm. it. The different I told you this before, but the difference for me was when I got to college and I was like, huh, I'm really paying a lot of money to be here. I guess I ought to get good grades. And yeah. then all of a sudden I was valedictorian. <laughs> I actually I actually when I graduated was not valedictorian, uh, but Mike, I mean, Did this was have that in college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we did have one. I was salutatorian, I believe, in college. Uh, 
which I mean, I guess I should be pretty proud of because I went to a big school when I graduated college. I was at a big school. Oh, uh, like the uh, I uh, I went to a school in South Georgia and it had like thirteen thousand students or something like that. I thought so. you meant your first school. No, my first like school only people. had <laughs> <laughs> yes, my first school had six hundred total students. Um, it was a junior college, so you know three hundred per grade, mostly commuter. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a very small school. Anyway. <laughs> All I, that to say is, all that Robert's is say, smarter than I am. No, that's not. That's that's <laughs> definitely not true. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm just louder than you are. <laughs> uh, pretty much the same thing. Um, I, yeah, this. I think this might be a case where the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. You know, <laughs> make him salutatory and make him shut up. Just shut. Just give. Just give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I did have somebody. Um, so a friend of mine who graduated before me, she got valedictorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got salutatorian, she was like, she was like, Robert, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I got a B. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. I got a B in English 102 because I didn't want to take it. I, I took, I took AP English in high school and I, I, I was think I was thinking I was finished with it. I also took women in the visual arts because I just needed an elective and mm. I did not apply myself in that class. Did you have like, so you probably had your gen eds, like your general education requirements. Yeah. We, on top of that, had like, you had to like tick off like certain like, I don't know, skills. One was like gender studies. Uh-huh. One was public speaking. One Like uh-huh. there was a lot of stuff like you had to go through that wasn't necessarily like a class could be tagged as that. Yeah. But it could be in any department. I see. Um. Yeah, those I think those classes are what ruined my GPA in college, mm-hmm. which my GPA was okay. I graduated with honors, not highest honors, like someone at this table. But um, laude, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, actually, that was uh, in high school. I was only magna cum laude. Oh, only mm-hmm. magna cum laude. Uh, anyways, so I think that's what those classes were. Something that I wasn't necessarily interested in. Uh-huh. It wasn't something I was necessarily good at. Right. So therefore, I just didn't like try as hard. Yeah. Um. Because I didn't want to. I didn't I want to take that. it anyway. I, yeah, I get that. And I mean, I and under- I mean, some of our teachers were just ballbusters anyway. So I like, did not have this teacher in high school, but my older brother did. Uh, we had a teacher, and this dude. Oh, what was his name? I forget. Anyways, uh, this guy outright told the class that no one will ever get a 100 on a test. Wow. Because there's always room for improvement, he said. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I've said on the podcast here about the hardest tests that I ever took. We in... have talked about Oh, we this. have? Oh, yep. okay. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I think we have. Uh, We've definitely talked about it in real life. Well, we definitely have in real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we haven't talked about that before and you want to hear about it, let me know and we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> really? Get on with a funny episode. <laughs> so anyway, Bart comes out. You love our little tangents. Bart's coming our out. Wee Bart- little... <laughs> Bart comes out on the stage. He's the boy of a thousand voices. She is going to plow through this. Let's go. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, and he's doing his impressions he's like i yeah. would like to open with my impression of principal skinner yeah and so then he like turns around and cl- uh like preparing himself An and then prepares. yeah and then he uh-huh. turns around again it's kind of like when you're like you know i was not even aware that i was doing that and now i'm hyper aware sorry 
you know, I got I got to keep you grounded. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess, so, I guess so. Uh, he's like, Duh, look at me, I'm Principal Skinner. And it's not a good impression. It's just him making fun of Skinner. It's it's so reminiscent of a, I guess not reminiscent, but a, a, it's so much of a foreshadowing of a future time when Homer will make fun of Burns by drawing the frowny face on his butt. Oh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there nope. you go. Sorry. I thought you did. But remember, I'm learning. I know, I know more than I did since we started this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know that one. I just thought we had watched that episode. What episode is that? I don't even, even sure I don't know. My head. Anyways, um, anyway, so he's doing Skinner. The kids love it. Yep. The parents are kind of like, eh, whatever. And uh-huh. then, um, we cut back to Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel standing in the backstage, and he says that young man just became the boy of a thousand days detention. <laughs> and then, uh. I almost said Homer. No, Bart. Uh, yep. Bart, Bart continues on. He he then tries to pull like a like a like a Don Rickles, you know, or a roasting style here. Mm-hmm. Points out lunch lady Doris and says, "I wonder what she's got for us today." And then he just plugs his nose and says, "Today's special is refried dog poop." Yeah, <laughs> of course. So. Uh, lunch lady Doris does not approve, but Bleeding yeah. Gums thinks that shit is hilarious. <laughs> He gives sure gives Bart does. a ten. He sure now, does. Yeah. So I wanted to look at the, okay. So so apparently uh, during this whole thing, we've only had one, two, three, four, five people in the talent show. Okay, okay. Uh, it's Kim. The uh-huh. so Bleeding Gums has given him a three yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Martin, I wonder what Martin's talent was. We can only <laughs> assume it was something great. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet he was a math magician. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. He got a six. Milhouse got a five. Bart gets a ten. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, but we, we, we still, by my estimation, have not gotten to the best act of the night. Uh, but we will here yeah. in a minute. So we, then, cu- we go back to Moe's. Yep, yep, yep. And Homer is... Begging the the man. I he doesn't have a name. No, um, he must be Mr. Toot. I think he's King Toot. <laughs> he is begging King Toot to open the store. Um he the guy says he's gonna think about it. And, and then Homer's like, Oh, I want you to see a picture of the little girl you're disappointing. And then he pulls out his wallet and like flips through, and it turns out he doesn't have a picture of Lisa. That's right. Um Yeah. The, I, you know, the, I guess the modern day of that is is Pulling out your phone. Mm-hmm. I've done that a couple of times. Oh, absolutely. People ask about the dogs or something. Yeah, like, here they are. Look at them. Aren't yeah. they cute? Yeah. Um, oh, he is named. Um, Mo tells him. He's like, come on, Jer. Yeah. yeah Open yeah. up. Be a pal. Um, <laughs> remember when I pulled you and your wife out of that burning car? <laughs> and, he, and he relents. He's like, ah, okay. Um, he but goes, now, but we're now we're even. even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he asks Homer what his daughter needs. Mm-hmm. And... Homer says, I'll have you know, I wrote it down. And he pulls his shoe up, or pulls, pulls his foot up, mm-hmm. and is trying to read it. And number four and a half, pulls a piece of gum off. Number four and a half, read. Mm-hmm. Yay! And then Jer, or excuse me, Mr. Toot. Uh, <laughs> his name is Jeremy Toot. Jeremy Toot. <laughs> he says, uh, uh-huh, and what instrument does she play? Ooh. Homer doesn't know. Yeah, which is astounding. But yeah. it's Homer. And then cuts up. Uh, Cuts back to the talent show. Lisa is talking to Marge. If I don't get the read, I'll sound terrible. And that is true. Mm-hmm. A broken read is a bad deal. It's not good. Um, Marge tells her not to worry. I'm sure your father is. And then, like, we go through these thoughts that are going through Marge's head. Mm-hmm. He has a flat tire. Maybe. He's been abducted by aliens. No. Oh, wait. 
Oh, wait, there's... Th- th- sorry, the Frankie Act's showing. Anyway, there's a couple of scenarios. Yeah, there's, well, there's the flat tire, there's aliens, uh, that's a long shot, and oh. then... Okay, sorry, I thought there was another one. Um, And then she pictures him at the bar. Yep, bingo. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, bingo. Mm-hmm. And uh, she then turns and offers false hope to Lisa. Don't worry, he'll be here. Yep. Uh, so then Homer is inside of King Toots, mm-hmm. and Jer is, or I'm sorry, Mr. Toot is trying, <laughs> showing him, she says, clarinet, oboe, no, saxophone, no, wait a minute, what was that last one again? Saxophone. And Homer, remembering something that he has said to Lisa a lot, Lisa, stop playing that stupid saxophone. Yes, that's it. And then he goes, <laughs> alto or tenor, and then Dope. Homer's like, duh, which in this case... You buy both, yeah, and hope for the best. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I even like reeds are not expensive, so like you know what? Just buy me, give me a four and a half of every reed you got. Yes, and we'll figure and, it out. Yes, exactly. I'll, I'll take it. And I, are there differences between clarinet? I guess there are clarinet and like alto sax reeds. I guess there are. I don't know. Yeah. I I've never played one of those. I I really love clarinets i really because and the reason is because i really love dixieland jazz <laughs> and clarinets are featured very heavily in them mm-hmm. um but that's the extent of my here's my thing you can order a clarinet on amazon <laughs> like yeah that's fun yeah uh just because like i guess when i was in band like that was something that was so out of reach just because like a they're expensive yeah and b like your mom's not going to let you go to the store and buy a clarinet. Exactly. You'd and have to like go across town, or at least we did. Yeah. And, like, we had to rent ours. My, mm. I played trombone, mm-hmm. played. I use that word very lightly. Um, nobody ever taught me things like notes. Like, really? It, yeah. I don't have any memories at all of being taught, like, even, like, what a scale is, right? Like, I, I have very distinct memories of being told to play a B-flat scale, but I remember, I, I remember sitting there wondering, like, what exactly a B-flat scale is. That's wild. Like, I, how are you in a band? I really was very bad. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was extra bad. Like, you know, there, there are so many things, and what, this is what supports my, mem- my, my memory or lack thereof here. There are so many things from school when I was in elementary, middle, and high school that if you talk to me about them, I will remember, like, you remember phrases like mitochondria is the powerhouse mm-hmm. of the cell, right? Like, that kind of stuff always sticks in my head. But I had to, when I wanted to pursue violin in more recent years of my life, I had to, like, sit down and figure out and learn what a scale is. That is wild. Uh, that is wild. Because, like, like, we were tested on that stuff, like... Well, not only did we have to play the scales, we had to memorize them mm-hmm. and like figure out, you know, like a C scale, all the notes are natural. Mm-hmm. B flat, it, you know, it's different. Um, yeah. I still kind of remember some of them. Um, yeah. But I don't, I, I, I remember the chromatic scale. That's like every note. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See? Anyway, like- yeah, 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 yeah. But like even that, like we were tested, like, we would have a test where you'd see the signature at the beginning of the piece of music uh-huh. with the notes and you had to tell the, the teacher what key it was in. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. ever doing anything like that. Do I remember how to do that? Not really. No. I remember uh-huh. like every good boy does fine and all that shit, but yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember Every Good Boy Does Fine, but I never remember the bass clef, which is oh. which is what I was, of course, singing in. Like, right. I was in choir for a church. All cars eat gas. Those uh, are the spaces. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The lines. But, uh, like, I was, yeah, I was in choir basically from the time that I could sing a note uh, all the way through high school. Um, and I, even in that, like, I don't remember getting any like education in regards to key and that kind of stuff. My ear is actually okay. Like my ear is pretty good in terms of picking up and being able to sing. Even you you can play stuff by ear too. Yes, I can yeah. play stuff by ear. But as I, uh, as I have learned, I think that's genetic because apparently my great papa could do that too. Oh. They used to talk about him being able to play every instrument. And I think what they mean is that he could pick it up and figure out how to play mm-hmm. something based off of sound. My grandpa could do it with piano. Mm. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so we co- we go back to the talent show. Yep. There's a little boy. Yep. Singing my dingling. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was uh, very. That was a very popular uh, base for Simpsons memes for a while. Oh yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, Chuck Berry, I think, is the guy who actually sang that. Uh-huh. And anyway, so Skinner realizes what's going on. He says, "Okay, this act is over," and then he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to put this filth behind us and let us all enjoy Lisa Sim." Um, Lisa Simpson's rendition of Stormy Leather, uh, weather. Okay. <laughs> Everybody claps. Lisa comes out. She's playing. Sounds terrible. Yeah. It, 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 she's just squeaking. And that's what happens when your reed is broken, mm-hmm. is that it doesn't, it, it's, it breaks into squeak. Yeah. Um, I think Willie says it sounds like a gopher that he caught in a lawnmower. Now, here, here's something. Uh-huh. Fucking Bleeding Gums Murphy is there. Yeah, Caitlin turned around to me and said, hey. <laughs> Shouldn't he be able to help this child that he, he like, def- is he, amused? Yeah, like, he, they've met before? Yeah. Like, shouldn't he be able to help her? Now, I think he played the alto and Lisa plays the tenor. So we, uh-huh. we've already established that those are different reads. But surely <laughs> there's something he could have done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <coughs> something. Oh, <sorry>. Anything. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, uh, Homer has arrived at the time that Lisa is playing. He's walking in the hall at the school. He hears the terrible sounds, and he says, Ew, I'd hate to be that kid's father. Opens the door, and of course, wah. It's Lisa. Um, yeah, Skinner comes out. He's like, okay, that will do. She says, mm-hmm. it's not my fault. It was the reed. He's like, uh-huh, sure, whatever. And then... Um, and he pushes her off the stage, basically. Let's yeah. hear it for Lisa Simpson and her wacky sex. And then the only person cheering for her is Homer. In the back, yep. Who has let her down. So, at any rate, Homer realizes that he's messed it up. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to Phineas Q. Butterfats. Yep. And we, have we seen them before? Uh-uh. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. Uh, so, the is that the squeaky voice team? It's a character that looks like the squeaky voice Tina. If it's not, yeah. Um, he comes in. He goes, "Okay, who ordered a Mount Bellyache?" And it's a huge, like, wagon full of ice cream. Yes. And Homer's like, "Oh, I, I ordered it for my little girl." Mm-hmm. She takes one bite. She's done. He's upset because it costs eighty-eight dollars. That's a shitload of ice cream. Yes, it is. Um, um, Lisa tells Homer that she doesn't feel much like eating. Mm-hmm. Um. He apologizes to her. Yeah, look, I let you down, and I apologize. I know that doesn't make it right, but I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. And then she's very, very, like... Lackluster. Uh, lackluster, yeah. yeah. Says, okay, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't mean that. And then she says, no, I didn't. Yep. 
Um, then we cut to... We're in the interior of the Simpsons living room. Yeah. Homer, Homer... pulls out a video mm-hmm. of Lisa, uh, Lisa's home movies. Mm-hmm. And we see her um, baby Lisa yep. walk in or taking her first steps. Um, Marge says, look, Homer, Lisa's taking her first steps. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you're taping it. And he is clearly watching Fantasy Island. Oh, is he? I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I did not. Um, and he's like, oh, you're taping it? And he goes, oh, I'll watch it later. So then she like toddles in front of the uh, the TV and mm-hmm. he picks her up and moves her so he can still see the TV. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. And then there's another home movie cuts mm-hmm. into and uh, Lisa is sitting at the kitchen table saying, Dada, Dada. Uh, Which. Did you did you have any thoughts about this? Lisa uh, doesn't call Homer Dada. She calls him Homer because she copies Bart when she's a baby. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I did not have those thoughts. No, Lisa's I, first I, words. I had no thoughts about it. Or Lisa's first <laughs> words. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Um, I, I did note something about Lisa walking in the first video. Uh-huh. There are toys on the floor there. Yeah. And there are very clearly jacks on the floor. Yes, I noticed that too. <laughs> I was like, I, I, that, yeah, that... Ended up not playing a part, but yeah, I thought it, it totally was going to. <laughs> it did not. Um, so essentially what's happening here is that Homer's realizing he hasn't been a great dad to Lisa, yeah, even he, when she was a baby. Yeah, he says, no wonder she hates me. I've never even noticed she was alive. Marge comes in and sits with him on the couch and says, if you want to make up to Lisa, spend time with her. And so anyways, uh, he... He's going to. Yeah, we get a montage of all the sorts of things that he does with her. I think. Well, I think first he actually goes doe. Uh, the Frankie act has O here, but I think he goes doe because oh. he's he says ah. Oh, he's basically saying ah oh, man, really. Yeah. And so he's having it. They're having a tea party. Bart, yep. Bart and Milhouse make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Um. Then he's pushing Lisa on the swing. She flies off. Mm-hmm. She lands in dirt. <laughs> so says the Frank. Uh, yeah. So says the Frank. I don't know how they know that because they didn't show, but. And then we're back with Homer and Marge in bed, and he just says, maybe I should cut my losses, give up on Lisa, make a fresh start with Maggie. <laughs> yeah. And Marge is like, well, you've got to stop looking for a quick fix. Yep. Uh, if you keep spending time with her, she'll forgive you. And he, this is something that would not fly these days. He's, yep. held, he's like, if I uh, spend any more time doing these girl things, I'm going to go fruity, which... Mm. Uh. <laughs> um, but hom- Homer's homophobia uh, is a line in- throughout these early years, mm. and uh, we will g- eventually get an episode directly about it called oh. Homer's Phobia. Oh, okay. Did not know. Um, so he <laughs> he essentially hears the quick fix part of what Marge is talking to him about. Yeah. And he's like, you're right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. And he's like, ah, yes, I know. I'll buy her that pony. She's always bugging me for. Marge and responds. Obviously, you know, with the obvious answer, we can't afford to buy a pony. And then, he, like, which is an incredibly expensive thing. Yeah. And he goes, well, with today's gas prices, we can't afford not to buy a pony. <laughs> I meant to look up what the average gas price was in 1991. Yeah. That's Gulf War era. So they might have been a little bit high. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I have a distinct memory at one point in my life of seeing gas at 68 cents per gallon. That's the cheapest I think that I have in my life ever seen gas. But uh, yeah. I, oh, um, well, hold on. Oh, that's in Virginia. 
It's something along the lines of like 80 cents. It's not a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, less than a dollar. So just goes to show that people complain about gas prices no matter how, what they are. <laughs> and anyway, uh, so Homer says to Marge, I've got to get her a pony. When I look in Lisa's eyes, I don't see love anymore. There's, and she goes, that's no reason to buy a pony. His response being, see, even when you yell at me, I can see love in your eyes. And she says, stick to the subject. She responds, let's be realistic. A pony is very expensive, and we have enough trouble paying bills as it is. And he just flops over in bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, you sound like you're going to buy that pony. Promise me you won't. His response is just, hmm. (laughs) What was that? Was that a yes or a no? Bye. She goes, those aren't even words. It's not. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they, it, he goes to sleep. In the darkness, you can see his eyes and his big, wide grin. Yeah. Um, then we cut to, I'm assuming, the Springfield Mall. There, yes, I believe, I believe this is all things great and cheap. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's talking to, is that Wise Guy? Yeah, that's Wise yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, He Wise Guy's standing there. He's holding a sign that says, if you pet it, you bought it. <laughs> and and uh, uh, for clarity, all things great and cheap is the pet store. Yes, I didn't say that. Sorry. Uh, he goes, oh my, what is that smell? And he turns and sees Homer and he's like, oh, it's you. This is the second week in a row we've gotten a Homer really smells bad. Yes, last week he so, was in a grave. <laughs> yeah, and last week was non-canon. So yeah. we, we've got non-canon and canon established here. Uh, Homer, co- Homer asks if they sell ponies. And he's like, uh, yeah, one right there. And we see a little dog in a crate, and he's uh, it's a Scottish deer hound. And then he's like, no, you don't. This is a dog. And he's like, oh, you're smarter than I give you credit for. Yep. So he then suggests that they try Boney Farm on Route 401. Uh, merely take a left at the rendering plant. <laughs> mm, uh, <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> so anyways, Homer is out at the, uh, at the horse Farm? It is not Bony Farm. It's something else. Yeah. But uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is a Frankieak mistake. It, he says try the Pony Farm on Route 401. You think? Yeah. I don't think he says Bony Farm. Oh, I thought he did because it was like the rendering plant. Uh. Man, I am flimmy. You, you're gonna have to talk um, for a second. Okay. Hold on. I'm looking up to see. <clears throat> Shit. I'm looking up to see. Um. <laughs> This is not you talking. What, what the horse farm, I know. I'm looking to see what the horse farm is actually called. Uh-huh. Anyway, so we go to this horse farm, and Homer is talking to the lady that owns it, who looks uh, awful like Belle from the Maison d'Arriere. The Grateful Gelding Stables. Oh, okay. That's the name of the... Okay. Well, oh, wait. It's at minute 930. Oh, Okay. <laughs> anyway he's talking to her and he says i'm buying a pony for my little girl and i don't care what it costs and she goes very good and she points to a a creature that has his tail wrapped in that weird way that they do with horses i don't know what that's about she calls him a stunning creature she says that creature over there is half a million dollars Mm. and homer (laughs) obviously a little bit of sticker shock yeah and then we learn a little more about him he's like he was sired by Seattle Slough, and his mother won the Kentucky Derby. Is Seattle Slough a horse name that we should know? I don't know. I don't know either. So, anyways. I don't know much about horse racing. I, yeah, me neither. I The only reason I actually even realize every year that the Kentucky Derby is happening is because we have a friend who throws a party. Yeah. That's the whole reason. <laughs> yes. And so. it's like, <laughs> like, it's such a weird thing because I think in basically every other 
sport, there's more to it than like, I mean, but I mean, they call it the most exciting minute, right? Mm -hmm. Or something in sports or something like that. But like, that's a lot of buildup for, for a minute. (laughs) Well, I think it's kind of (laughs) like, you're going to laugh. I think it's kind of like wrestling in the sense that you have your lesser races and then you have like the big one. I assume they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never been to a horse track, so yeah, maybe either. we should go. <laughs> There's one not far from us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so she, apparently she, this horse, his likeness graces a stamp in Tanzania. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Homer uh, says, all right, fine, I'll take it. And she looks at him uh, and says, Mr. Simpson, do you have half a million dollars? And he says, yeah, let me write you a check. I was really, because I, I knew what was coming. I knew the joke was going to be that he was going to post-date this check. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's see if this check would be good. Good now. <laughs> I had the same thought, but uh, it turns out it's not. He postdates it to January 1st, 2054. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she calls him out on it, and he's like, oh, is there a problem? And she tells him that our ho- our ponies start at $5,000 cash. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, isn't there like a pound where you can pick up cheap ponies that ran away from home? <laughs> and and she's pers- like, I really hope not. Yep. Um. So then Homer goes to the credit union at the plant. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want to borrow $5,000. And the uh, the receptionist says, sorry, I can't approve that myself. Uh, so she rings the bell and walks over Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, Homer screams when he sees him. And Mr. Burns looks at the paperwork. He's like, oh, Simpson, hey, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And uh, we learn that approving loans like this is Mr. Burns' hobby. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I'm not in this for any personal gain. Heavens no. By the way, are you acquainted with our state's stringent usury laws? And Homer does not know what usury is, uh, which uh, if you had to look up a certain de- a, a, a better definition than what was in my brain in the moment, uh, in short, is the act of unethically lending out uh, money mm. that benefits the lender. So basically wow. all those places that you payday see. Loans on, yeah, payday loans. Yeah, payday loans. Those yeah. places on TV that you see. Yeah. I mean, but you knew when Mr. Burns says he's not doing it for personal gain, that was a lie. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, uh, Homer goes, usury? Mr. Burns responds, silly me. I, may, I must have just made up a word that doesn't exist. Now, what's the purpose of the loan? I want to buy a pony. Isn't that cute? Smithers, he's planning on joining the horsey set. That's it, isn't it? You're not planning to eat it. No, I need to get for my little girl because she doesn't love me anymore. Uh, he says, do you have any collateral? Uh, oh, Smithers, oh, excuse me, Smithers says, do you have any collateral? Uh, Burns replies, no, let's not be so cold. His spirit is my collateral. Just sign on the form and the money will be yours. Yeah, and then they, they laugh and um, and uh, Homer's wondering why and he goes, oh, sorry, I was just thinking of something funny Smithers did today. <laughs> Smithers goes, I didn't do anything funny, yeah. sir. And then Mr. Burns tells him to shut up. So then we're back at the stables mm-hmm. and uh, the, uh, Homer's, the owner. Homer's loading the pony into the car. Yeah, she's, she says to Homer, are you quite sure you know how to take care of a pony? Well, clearly he doesn't because he's shoving this pony into the back seat of the car. Yep. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And he goes, Simpson, you've done it again. I don't know if it's because it's been pointed out to me. Uh, by you on several occasions, but the car looks particularly pink here. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least to my eyes. It is. Yeah. So it's, I feel like it's pinker than normal. Anyway, uh, back at the house, there is a pony. And Marge says, I'm very upset with you. Uh, and 
Homer says, well, it sounds like someone's angling for a pony of her own. Yeah. Um, Lisa is ecstatic. Oh, yeah. She is so excited. She says, I love you, Dad. And um, Marge, then, that's when she says that. Yep. Um, and Bart's upset. He goes, how come Lisa gets a pony? And <laughs> Homer's like, because she stopped loving me. And then Bart goes, I don't love you either, so give me a moped. <laughs> Homer, Homer replies here, I know you love me, so you don't get squat. <laughs> yeah, and then Lisa's introducing the pony to Santa's little helper in Snowball 2. Mm-hmm. Please don't exclude her because she's different. We learned that her name is Princess mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Lots of just like sort of... I don't want to use the word mundane because there's a horse walking around. Yeah. But there's not a lot of plot development right. going on here in this moment. Yeah, but then we get um, Marge asking Homer about, uh, "You're just pl- where are you planning to keep this horse? Mm-hmm. And he says that he's got it all figured out. By day, it will roam free around the neighborhood. And at night, it will nestle <laughs> snugly between the cars in our garage. That's right. <laughs> and... Lisa's like, oh no, and March says that's illegal. Uh-huh. I I don't. I mean, I'm assuming letting your livestock roam is not exactly legal. But that is correct. <laughs> can you not keep a horse in your garage? Uh, I think that I don't. Actually, it's I probably zoning laws. I would assume that it has something yeah. to do with that. So, uh, at any rate, uh, Homer replies, "Well, that's for the courts to decide." Yeah. And he's like, "Look, Marge, she loves me," and Lisa says, "I think that she belongs in a stable, and that sounds expensive." Then we cut to the stable, mm-hmm. and it's going to be $530 a month. Yeah, that is expensive. That is expensive. Although, I think that even for 1991, that that might be about right. Yeah, like, I don't know. Keeping a horse is in a stable is wildly expensive. Did you know anybody who ever got a horse for Christmas? Ah, uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but But, but, but uh, in fairness, I lived... In well, a suburb of Atlanta. In, yeah. So I didn't know anybody who had a horse at all. Yeah, I didn't know anybody who had... Well, I didn't know personally anybody that got a horse for Christmas. But my mom had a student one year who got a pony for Christmas. But really? it was a situation where like her grandparents had a farm. So she got the pony and the grandparents you know, put it up on their farm. So I see. Yeah. I see. Yep, that is like... The that is like the most exclusive sport equestrian is like mm-hmm. I mean that people talk about like the buy-in for a football team yeah uh, but like or to play football because you got to have pads and all that kind of stuff yeah. but my God like a horse plus like and and uh, it is brought up later on in the episode horses live a long time yeah. too like twenty thirty years yeah it's, it's nuts yeah so um. The breakdown of the he's she's showing Homer the breakdown of the fees. Yep. Uh, he's like, "This is what love costs a month," and she's like, "These are standard fees. Plus, I'm going to teach your daughter riding, grooming at no and at no extra charge." Pronunciation. Yes. Um, and then uh, we we see Lisa on Princess. Yeah. And the Frankieac here says that she's speaking with a British accent. This is not a British. It's accent. It's more of a just a very refined. It's the way the lady at it's, the stable speaks. Yeah, it's, it's this is a fucking, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, how man, I, I had it in my head and then it went away. Yeah, but this is the way that she is speaking is just like self-satisfied, yeah. rich person speaking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, have you ever watched Gosford Park? No. There is a line in that movie. So Gosford Park is a like murder mystery that uh-huh. takes place in a manor house in England. Uh-huh. And one of the characters is a producer for Hollywood. And he's, they're all stuck there because of the murder. Uh-huh. And he's on the phone with um, Hollywood. 
and he's talking about casting this movie and he's like Claudette Colbert she's British isn't she is she affected or is she British <laughs> Lisa's affected here she's not British yeah. I so I know somebody who whose family is very rich and I knew this person when she was working here in the town that we live and she she now speaks with a British accent well she went off to like London? Where, where did she go? She's in she, London, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, she was in England for like six months or something. Or New Zealand, maybe. Anyways, someplace uh, where they speak differently than us here. And she came back with this fake-ass accent. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I was just like... Do you remember that I know who you are? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not like she like reinvented herself elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, this person though is just ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything about this person is ridiculous. And uh, so, anyways, but they've got more money than God. So, yeah. What do they care? I yeah. guess. Be ridiculous <laughs> with your millions. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, Lisa. We cut to Lisa, and she's like, "Father, you've made me the happiest girl who ever lived." Uh huh. And he's like, "Ah, nuts." <laughs> so then we cut to Bart and Grandpa. Grandpa is playing Atari. I'm guessing since there's a joystick. Yeah, it, look, it looks like an Atari or maybe like a ColecoVision or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this is like lit- this literally does nothing for the plot. This whole thing. Yeah, it, yeah. What we get here is that Grandpa is not good at the game. Which uh, sh- so shocker, <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, old people were never good at video games, especially in the 90s. Yeah, really, I guess the only thing that this serves to do is to bring us back to the living room. Mm-hmm. And at, because after uh, after Grandpa loses the game, all we get is the from him is we get, I got down on the floor for this, and then that's it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And then... Um, Lisa walks past mm-hmm. Homer, and she says, wait, I've got something for you. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, he goes, oh, I was hoping it would be money. Yeah. Um, then, and- yeah, Mart is, uh, Mart. <laughs> Marge is in the kitchen here, and she's tallying bills. Uh, and she's like, man, we're going to have to cut down on, on luxuries. Yeah, and, and Homer responds. He's like, well, you know, we're always buying Maggie those vaccinations for diseases <laughs> she doesn't even have. Right. Which, ooh. Man, I know some people from my high school who yep. would be all about that shit. Yep. Like, like, and have stopped, like, I know some people from my high school that have stopped giving their kids vaccinations. Period. Period. Yeah. And I have no idea how that kid is going to get into school. Well, that's like why polio and like measles are coming back. Yeah. Because of anti-vaxxers. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean like. It's Jenny McCarthy's fault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, Could, couldn't you have just stuck to singled out, Jenny? Come I know. on. Seriously. Just shake your tits, lady. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Like that is st- not what I meant. So well, that's what she got started was oh, in Playboy, okay. but like, oh man, what a like what a ridiculous thing. Her and Alicia Silverstone too, I think, mm. uh, were heavily involved in that in that nonsense. And like now, there are people like that I knew in high school who I have just such little respect for because they have the benefit of the vaccines. They have the vaccines, but they are putting their kids in serious danger mm-hmm. for the sake of. I, I don't know. Nothing. For the sake of what? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely nothing at all, except that they want to be Self-righteousness. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. This is like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be long on this, but in, in, in Washington's farewell speech, he talks about like uh, political parties being a huge danger. And what he says is that parties cause a man to be a servant of the party instead of his neighbor. And this is such a real world example of it because your party says that... Uh, says that 
uh, vaccines are wrong or because like it benefits your party to for the vaccines to be wrong. You believe that and you put your children in danger over it. Fuck you. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what I have to say about it. Okay. Um, Washington, who made his troops get vaccinated against smallpox. By he the sure way. did. He inoculated his troops. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Marge says instead of not getting Maggie vaccines, that they could cut down on beer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Nope, we're nope, not going to be not doing, doing that. that." And so, so she says, "Well, there's no other choice. We have to give up the pony." And we get a really good line from Homer here. This is actually the the quoted line on the Frankiac at the t- I'm not on the Frankiac the uh, the w- wiki at the top. He goes, "Well, first you didn't want me to get the pony, and now you want me to take it back. Make up your mind." <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, Marge is getting annoyed, and, yeah. and then he says, "Marge, Lisa loves me. The pony stays." And Marge here uh, takes a stand. We, uh, mm-hmm. A stand that we we don't see a whole lot in terms of her dealings with Homer. Right. Uh, she says, "Fine," uh, and she says, "You get us into got us into this. You get us out." And Homer says, "Fine, I will." There's plenty of money out there for a guy who's willing to work for it. Uh, do you have any jewelry you don't need anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we're in the stables, and Lisa is there with Princess. We don't get a whole lot here. She's. No. It, it, I think this is just to show us that she's really bonding with mm-hmm. this. Really bonding she's with this. Teaching course. Princess how to use her salt lick. Yeah. And then Homer goes to the quick, or we see Homer at the Quickie Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept keeps saying to himself, "Need money, need money, need money." So, so he, he buys a lottery ticket. That's what Homer does. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he's like, "Oh, Liberty Bell." He's yep. doing a scratcher. Liberty uh-huh. Bell, two Liberty Bells. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on." And then he, he scratches it off. It clearly isn't a Liberty Bell, but he pretends that there's three Liberty Bells. Yeah. Oh yes. Woohoo! Three Liberty Bells. That'll that will be, be ten thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. And um, Apu congratulates him, and then he's like, I, I just need to see the ticket. And Homer, of course, pulls one, tries to pull one over. Yep. He, co- he shows Apu the ticket, but he covers up the third square. Yep. Uh, and he's, he's like, please uh, remove your thumb. Mm-hmm. And Homer's like, no. And then... Yeah, please, ins- I must insist. Yeah, no, Apu no. insists, and then finally... He gets it away from him, and it's not a Liberty Bell, of course. It's a cherry. Oh, <gasps> A cherry. Oh, Mr. Homer, what has reduced you to such such cheap chicanery? And and then he's like he tells Apu that he needs money. And Apu's like, Well, if you need money, you should have at least jammed a gun in my ribs, or better yet, you could inquire about my help wanted sign. Uh-huh. And oh boy, you're looking for help. Yep. Um He's like, we need somebody for the demanding yet high-profile midnight to 8 a.m. shift. Ah, yes, classic. <laughs> yep. So Homer's like, all right, I'm your man, and mm-hmm. and he gets hired, on the spot. Home, uh, Apu then uh, says basically to himself, I always dreamed of the day the day would come when one of you would be working for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we see Lisa at the stables riding the pony. Yep. She, you know, she's jumping around and all this kind of stuff. Here it comes. And one kid who we don't recognize is Ralph is there. There's a bunch of other kids there. Mm-hmm. Ralph is sitting on the fence. This one kid says, she certainly tamed that horse. And then Ralph <laughs> opens his mouth. And out comes Nelson Muntz yes. is what it sounds like. Says, yeah. Yes, but what man can tame her? Like, not Ralph at all, which is weird. so weird because we've established Ralph's voice by this point. Mm-hmm. He, uh, uh, with the um, Lyme disease. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the spirocytes. At least the, the substitute. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, 
Oh, you um, remembered the spiracites. I would never. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put that in. I should have written that down. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, very strange, but here we are. Um, then we cut back to Quickie Mart. Uh huh. Um, Apu is training Homer. He says, I won't lie to you. On this job, you will be shot at. Each of these bullet wounds is a badge of honor. Uh huh. Um, here's a pointer. Try to take it in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he's showing him hot dogs, <laughs> the spinny dogs, Yep. Um, in the little warmer. Yep, he he's says, like, these hot dogs have been here for three years. They're strictly ornamental. There's only one bozo who comes in and buys them. And then Homer goes, but I eat. And then uh, he realizes, yeah. yeah. So then we see the sun coming up over the Simpsons' house. Um, Homer's walking in the front mm-hmm, door. Mm-hmm. Everybody's eating breakfast. And he says to himself, the perfect crime. Yeah. Of and course, then, they all see him walk in the yeah, door. Yeah, and Homer or um, Marge asks him where he's been all night. She was worried. And he's like, can we go into the other room? I did something last night I'm not proud of, and I don't want the kids to hear it. Insinuating that he's had an affair. <laughs> I would... I. Oh, really? Assume. I just assumed that he went on a bender or something oh, like that. Oh, that too. I mean, who knows? <laughs> either way. Yeah. Either way. Bart goes busted. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we cut to Homer and Marge, and he's explaining to her that he will, he will work from midnight till eight, come home, sleep five minutes, eat breakfast, sleep for six more minutes, shower, and then he has 10 minutes to bask in Lisa's love, and then it's off, <laughs> off to the, the power plant. plant. Yep. <laughs> Yep, and, and then he falls we, down. Yeah, we hear the this thump. It's a, it's a much louder version of Maggie falling down. Yes, yes. And um, the kids are like, oh my God, she killed him. But it turns out he's just falling asleep on the floor. Yep. So then Homer's at work. Uh, mm-hmm. He's stealing food. He's taking squishies straight out of the machine to his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apu catches him and says, are you stealing squishy? Uh and, of course, Homer denies it. Mm-hmm. Cut back to the stables. Lisa's playing her saxophone. I suppose she has the read in because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it sounds pretty nice. Yep. Uh, this next song is also about a girl and her pony. It's called Wildfire. Yep. And so she plays the thing. And then we cut to Fiesta Terrace, which yeah. is where... Home a, a, for... Or it's like single living or whatever. I don't remember what the subtitle is. Uh, Fiesta Terrace for single living. Very there good. Go. Yep. Um, so you, we hear a lady go, come on, Apu, honey, loosen up. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the interior and Apu is banging Princess Cashmere. What? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both went, what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, man. Angela is not in the picture yet, and uh, yeah, Manjula won't be in the picture for a while. Yeah. I don't think at least mm, I don't know when that is. Maybe season four or five. I don't know. Or, I don't know even later. Anyway, so but anyways, uh, we learned that Apu is banging Princess Cashmere, which has got to be like the great envy of every other dude in Springfield. I know, right? Like, uh, but it has been also noted. And it will be noted in that episode where Manjula shows up that Apu is a is a sought after bachelor oh, in, okay. in Springfield. Like the ladies love Apu, man. Okay. Well, anyway, he's he apologizes to her. He says, "While well, I'm here pleasuring you, my store is going down the tubes." Uh huh. So then we cut to the interior of the Quickie Mart. Ho- I guess. Uh, uh, I guess that. I guess those hot dogs are not only ornamental, huh? Uh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> anyway, Look at him glistening. That's a hot dog with a threatening aura. That's Whoa. Uh, so we cut to the quickie mart. Homer's asleep on the counter. 
uh, Flanders is there. He's paying for it. Looks, it looks like a bag of groceries. He's counting out the money. Mm-hmm. $3.51, $52.53. Yeah. And then uh, Apu comes back with Princess Kashmir. Uh-huh. Um, he says, Homer, you're asleep at your post. Um, now go change the expiration dates on the dairy products. And yes, he's sir. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> um, and Apu... Uh, is t- sorry to say, but the date is over. Mm-hmm. He uh, and then we get this image of Homer. This is what I think about uh, when I think about Homer in this job as him asleep with the automatic doors closing on his head. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then we cut to a dream sequence. Yes, and uh, well, Homer starts driving home, and then as he's driving, it's a dream sequence. Yes, I think this dream sequence is maybe in like the 138th episode or something like that because uh, this sequence like is out of. It, I didn't realize it was, it's not out of place, but it's not, I didn't realize it was in this episode. And I think maybe it's just because it's shown in another mm. like clip episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, this is a pretty iconic dream sequence, you know. Yeah, he's and, driving down the road and he see like everything around him is turning to beds. Uh-huh. He eventually rainbow roads it off of yeah. the road. <laughs> I have, I have a terrible <laughs> thought like that because we, we got a new car cause we needed one. And it has this really cool feature of just like lane keeping and it's not lane assist. It will keep the lane and keep distance. And I learned the other day, by the way, cause I tested it out. It will come to a full stop. If a car in front of you is at a full stop. Wow. And, uh, anyway, so it basically drives itself. And like, I'm worried that like, we'll be on a trip or something. And like, I'll not be like paying attention as much to the road because the car will be driving itself and then I'll like wake up and I'll be dragging a fence behind us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, like he eats it off the road. Yeah. Did you get my rainbow road reference? Did you ever do the shortcut on? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just checking. I, I, man, like, (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you would be hard pressed to find a millennial who does not understand that reference. Okay. I really do. Like Fair enough. everybody knows Rainbow Road. Yeah. What a pain in the ass. I know. I'm a blue horseshoe. Boop. You. Boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 This is like, people anyway. listen to this are like, what the fuck? God. <laughs> so yeah, so. it turns out Homer's falling asleep at the wheel. He's now dragging a fence behind him, but he yep. makes it home. Um, not without knocking over the mailbox and running into the shelves in the garage. Yep, yep. So he goes upstairs. He goes to bed for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alarm rings and Marge wakes up and she says, how long are you planning on doing this? He's like... I don't know how long do horses live. <laughs> this is where we get the thirty years, mm-hmm. and he and gives he goes, us this, this, this. Well, it's just such a like defeated yeah. doe. It's it's, it's it's just this long like doe. Yeah. <laughs> so he's now at the plant. He's like uh-huh. mustn't sleep, must monitor the core. But of course, falls asleep. He falls asleep. Now he has his feet up on the console. Yeah. And he's wearing his normal black shoes. Uh huh. And then later we cut to. Him with his feet on the console, and he's wearing like Chuck Taylor looking shoes. Yes. Also, also, look at this picture of Lisa here. She's on the couch. Is this not the same picture of Lisa when she has the mumps? Yeah. So the wiki says that there is quite a bit of recycled footage in this. Okay. But I don't know that it, that is one of them, the mumps. It, but she does. It she looks has weird. To be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that, she just looks so. Like different in the cheek. Yeah. Those, those are obviously like heavily defined yeah. cheeks. I think 
I want to, well, he's at work though. I, I want to say that this, like, because the alarm doesn't go off until 10 a.m. Uh-huh. I'm assuming this is a Saturday and she's on the couch watching TV. I, maybe that's the intention or maybe but, there was just no intention, whatever. She's yeah. just at home for whatever anyway, reason. Yeah. Um, so the, she calls the plant. He wakes up. He says, hello. Uh-huh. She says, I just wanted to call and say, I love you, dad. And he's like, okay, thanks. And then, um, he says to himself, when is she going to stop is, loving This is me? when we cut to the shoes, which yeah. doesn't make sense, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it was, it, this was kind of slipshot here, it felt like. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we, we are then in the in, in interior of the Simpsons household. It's nighttime. They're watching Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson, thank you. And Homer walks by. He's heading out the door. Uh, hey Homer, where are you going? Says Bart, and he's going for—he's uh, very tired, still going for uh, an eight-hour eight, walk. Eight-hour walk. <laughs> yeah. So he goes into the garage, and then we hear the car horn blaring, mm-hmm. and it, he's falling asleep on the steering wheel. Yep. Marge tries to wake him up, but he's just too tired. Yeah. And uh, Lisa says, "What's wrong with Dad?" Uh, Marge says, "He's exhausted." Lisa, do you know how much it costs to keep a pony? No. Well, it's a lot. In fact, your father had to take a second job. Uh, and uh, uh, where's he working? Uh, Marge says the Quickie Mart. Bart starts laughing. <laughs> uh, but then Marge turns to Lisa and says, Lisa, I hope you realize your father can't keep this up. And she goes, you're going to make me give up Princess? And Marge says, we can't make you give up that pony. <laughs> Bart interjects here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can make her. Just give me five minutes. No, Bart. No one's going to make her. This is something Lisa has to decide for herself. And then we get Lisa yep. being introspective as usual. Yep. She says, all these years I've lobbied to be treated like an adult I've ha- uh, have blown up in my face. Yep. Ain't that the damn truth, Lisa? <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, like, when you're a kid, you want to be an adult so bad. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't realize. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, we then cut to the Quickie Mart. Uh, it's daytime. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, I think Bart is there and he is uh, fussing at Homer, who is such a zombie. He I don't think he even realizes it's mm-hmm. Bart. Bart says, "When I ordered that blueberry squishy, I meant today." Bart, uh, Homer says, "Coming right up, sir." And we then see that Lisa is outside watching Bart do this, mm-hmm. and she she realizes. It's, yeah. It's got to move forward. Yeah. So then we cut back to the stables, and Lisa is giving instructions to. The stable lady, who I think's name is Millicent, but I don't remember where that was. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> she says, uh, oh, there she goes. <laughs> uh, she, she likes a little carrot after her oats, and she really likes it when you scratch behind her ear. That's true. Carrots, uh, uh, horses love carrots, and they also like it when you scratch behind their ears. Yeah. So, um, um, and if you're playing the radio, she likes contemporary adult in the morning and easy listening at night. Mm-hmm. And she essentially just tells the lady, please take good care of my princess. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like I'm crying. I'm not. I have something in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of those hot dogs? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been there for three years. Anyway, so then uh, the the woman replies to Lisa. She says, although there is no change in my patrician f- facade, I assure you my heart is breaking. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of Princess. Mm-hmm. So anyways... Uh, we cut to the Quickie Mart. Apu is fussing at Homer. Uh, you call this melted cheese receptacle clean. The young man you replaced is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> that was funny. That, <laughs> that was, was a funny good. Lie. Which maybe I was like, is he talking about Sanjay? But 
No. Obviously not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Obviously not. <laughs> Whoever it was apparently is dead and presumably got shot. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Lisa comes in and says, Dad, you don't have to do this. He says, yeah, I do. You see, Lisa, grown-ups have a thing called money. And she says, Dad, I understand the sacrifice you made for me. That's why I gave up the pony. You did? There's a big dumb animal I love even more than that horse. Oh no, what is it? A hippopotamus? I mean you, dummy. Oh. <laughs> Get a good line from Homer mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Apu, you can take this job and restaff it. <laughs> yep. And so then um Homer puts Lisa on his shoulders and she says, giddy up, dad. And they like skip down the street. Uh-huh. And then this is where we get the scene where Pooh's looking out into the sunset as they gallop off, literally. Uh-huh. And he's like, he slept, he stole, he was rude to the customers. Still, there goes the best damn employee at convenience store ever had. Uh-huh. Cut to credit. The end. Aw. Um, we are going to have two like, Homer parenting episodes back to back here because oh. next week is Saturdays of Thunder. Oh, and that is a that is uh, that 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 is very heavily focused on Homer's parenting. Okay, uh, with Bart this time. Gotcha. So that's going to be an interesting. I haven't I guess. seen it. You haven't? I don't think so. Oh, anyways, uh, we're gonna have a. Uh, anyways, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see the uh, dichotomy of Homer's parenting Lisa versus mm-hmm. Homer's parenting Bart. Spoiler alert. It's different. Uh, he, he's, he's in the beginning of the episode, not doing a good job with either one. Okay. (laughs) But that being said, uh, for this episode, like I said, uh, this episode is not greater than the sum of its parts. I don't think, I think that there are several good jokes in here, but overall I didn't really like this. Yeah. I was, I was actually kind of annoyed with it in the sense that. Homer's motivations are again self-centered yeah. instead of wanting to genuinely make up to Lisa, like right his wrong. Uh-huh. He's like, Oh no, she doesn't love me anymore. I have to win back her love. And yeah. he's making it about himself. And I don't really love that. And I mean, in the end he, he's the redemption is there, I guess, because he is sacrificing yeah. to help pay for this pony. But the, the original intent was not, I don't want to say a good one, but it wasn't like the, the motivation wasn't where it should have been. Yeah. And also I just, I just kind of felt like there's a lot of filler in this episode. Yeah. The whole, the whole monkey thing at the beginning, yeah. the whole grandpa playing yeah. Atari, like not, not at all necessary. Clearly they needed to make up some time somehow. Uh-huh. Um, and that, I mean, that's really what that grandpa playing video games felt like. Oh, to absolutely. Me. Yeah. It was yeah. Just, um, nothing. So, the talent show could have been way shorter. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, it just. Also, uh, we didn't talk about Sherry and Terry's circus act. Throwing oh the yeah, knives, no, we didn't. Which was, which in my opinion, was the best act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. That's weird. They were like little circus performers. Uh, yes, that was very. Uh, that was pretty amazing. Um, we went through a haunted house um, at a theme park a couple of years ago that was circus themed, and they had a really cool effect where they had somebody quote-unquote throwing knives Mm -hmm. and they would pop out from the board behind you so it like felt like they would throw the knife and then you'd like yeah thump out like close to you it was pretty cool it was a a trick knife throwing yeah it was yeah um so so overall yeah yeah go ahead uh i feel like this is also one of the first episodes where we get a poo like playing a pretty significant role it is instead of him just being kind of like the guy that's there at the Quickie Mart. Yeah, I want to know more about this Princess, Princess Cashmere yeah, situation. Yeah, this relationship. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I 
it was all right. It's not a banger. No, no, um, not a banger. But I, I'm sorry. I, I I really wish that it was better. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I guess that's part of the reason why, like, I remember parts of this episode and not the whole mm-hmm. thing is because uh, overall, I think it's just okay. Right. So, although we do have that, we do have that good bit at the end. It, it finishes out pretty strong with mm-hmm. Homer playing with Lisa as he walks away, and we get that uh, wax waxing poetic from mm-hmm. uh, from Apu there, and yeah. it was the basis of one of our, our Choco Taco our meme. favorite <laughs> memes that we have made. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was it was tough. It melted way too fast, but there goes the best damn cho- uh, ice cream sandwich that ever was, or whatever we said. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember. So, anyways, okay, well, I think we can go ahead and wrap this up. I mean, we're only an hour and a half into this, yeah. so... We started pretty early, too, so... We did, yeah, that's earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Caitlin's birthday very soon, so we're mm-hmm. going to go have birthday lunch with her parents. Oh, boy. And, uh, and I've got some gifts for her. Oh, boy. I don't have any Simpsons gifts for you. Okay. I just re- Oh, wait, no, I do. I do. I do. I just don't think it's arrived yet. Oh, okay. So something oh. is coming. All right. Something is coming. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyways, uh, everybody be sure to wish Caitlin happy birthday and tell her you love her. And well, you're, this is going to be uploaded after my birthday. It will be. But um, at any rate, they can still be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Tim. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're having a good time uh, doing these. Uh, like we've said before, this is like our new Sunday morning thing. So anyways, uh, we certainly hope that you uh, have enjoyed listening with along with us. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh, and make sure that when you're on that platform that you leave us a rating, the highest rating uh, on said platform. And also make sure you're following us on our social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. You can also join the Facebook group group. It's a private group, Escalators to Nowhere Facebook group. We invite you to do so and be part of the conversation. Also, we are on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. And if you'd like to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Go ahead and send that email to Escalators to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, we're looking forward to another parenting episode next week mm-hmm. with Saturdays of Thunder. So we'll see you then. But until next time... I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. I'm learning. And we'll look forward to being with you all again real soon. So, smell you later. Bye.